Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Voice Spark Live. And I hope wherever you're listening to us at, you're having a winter wonderland. Take a look at AJ's background. You could see he's just engulfed in the snow. It's amazing that his computer's working outdoors. It's been running hot, so this is perfect for it. So, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so with that being said, Ben, you got any news this week? Uh, yeah, no, I've been having a lot of chats lately uh, about... Um, Voice in automotive, which is is a you know a topic that fascinates me quite a bit. In general, I think it's a great use case for you know uh, the day job. Um, yep. You know, obviously uh, emergencies and stuff like that. But uh, you know, uh, spent some time today and got some uh, things up on the, on our website. Um, obviously, you guys were running this efficiently and smoothly, but the uh, twenty twenty Sparkies are out the door. And, uh, you know, we have some, uh, some winners here, uh, some, some, a lot of votes, a lot of votes came in, but you know, our top three, um, detective X, uh, by budgie, um, curse painting, um, uh, by, uh, Wonderwork. and, um, obviously, uh, among the stars with, uh, from Vox protocol and Steve Austin and that, that great group over there. So, um, just, uh, got that out today. Um, so congratulations everyone in the nominees, obviously some great people that we've talked to over the past year. Um, and, uh, you know, reviewed some of their, uh, their skills and, and, uh, it's been really great. So congratulations, everybody. Yeah. I think it's, uh, golf clap, golf clap. (laughs) No, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing because, you know, the bottom line is, is that there's so many developers out there, right? Uh, large, small, medium sized, whatever. And we're out there just trying to shine a spotlight on them. And these are the three skills that we're now, even though we're in, we have interviewed all three of these people or spoke with them, none of us have actually voted in the actual vote tallies. So, yep. just so you know, that these are all people that had received votes from uh, from outside yeah. sources. Mm-hmm. Now, it could have been their mothers and their grandmothers, but we don't know that. But these are the ones that were voted on solely, and these <laughs> are the uh, these are the top three finishers. So, we have among the stars, Curse Painting, and Detective X. So congratulations nice. to them. And um, uh, just to see the breakdown real quick, I'll bounce back to the Google form here. And you can see how it kind of broke down across the skill lines. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, you know, the only thing that really scared me about actually seeing this image was Void Warper. And I went ahead and actually reached out to that company. Yeah. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. Nobody re- hmm. returned my tweets, nothing like that. I don't know what's going on there, but I think that they may have, you know what I mean? Like somebody should have at least, I think we could have got a vote or something out of some people. Yeah, hopefully they're okay. Everything's, everything's all right over there. I know it's but a crazy of, crazy time, but uh, hopefully, hopefully everyone's all right. But one of the things I wanted to point out, and I know I'm going off on a tangent here, is that this one, Math Mountain, was one of the uh finalists for the alexa beyond challenge that dev post is putting out nice. so they they actually are in the winner circle so that's good so uh best of luck to them i hope yeah. they win and i hope they make it and nice. uh and if anybody wants to check these skills out again the 2020 sparkies will remain on our website for a year actually so it's going to yeah. be uh it's going to be free advertisement for these three yeah. guys and for, these for sure, uh, Among the Stars, because we got Christmas coming up, Among the Stars is definitely one of those family-friendly uh, skills. Mm-hmm. So if you've mm-hmm. got some time to kill, if you've got some hyperactive family members, uh, safely, of <laughs> course, 
uh, yeah. and you want to kind of you know uh, expose them to something interesting or capture their attention that'd be good and wholesome that uh, beyond the stars is fantastic and it's recreated storytelling from the the original recordings from nasa yeah, it's so, incredible. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, especially with all the uh, all these uh, celestial things happening in the night. It's kind of uh, kind of puts you in a mood for that, right? Uh, the uh, oh yeah, uh, convergence of uh, Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, Nick, yeah, there's so one more sad. thing I, w- I wanted to bring up, um, and we're going to start doing this a little bit more. But um, and thank you, Mr. Metrock, for kind of bringing this up. I think it was one of our extended conversations after the uh, after our show last week. But reviews. So uh, we're going to yeah. start posting these reviews on the site. Nick, I don't know if you want to. You're still still there. You want to take a click on yeah. uh, the reviews at the very top or the very bottom there so we're going to start putting these up and we have a kind of a scoring system so hopefully that helps people you know at home um that are just getting into voice you know hey what's a good skill um you know obviously they you know there's the um there's a there's a skill store and you know um you know those reviews are there but hopefully you know we have like a little bit more of an independent voice and we can kind of break things down a little bit more and um you know start uh sharing these things with uh, our viewers at home and you know people can just learn from it so hopefully hopefully it's really super helpful so look for that section in the website and uh, know that you know we're going to be putting out quite a few more of those reviews um, not just in video but uh, actually breaking down the uh, the skills and, and, and themselves and if you want your skills reviewed the only thing you got to do is go up and hit contact and uh, connect with us and we'll do it for you for free the biggest oh, no, thing they should they could also hit subscribe first and then send Ooh, oh that's yeah subscribe yeah, you go right up here and, you hit subscribe, <laughs> and then you go over to contact you can talk, um yeah. But um, but one of the things that I like about this, and this is what the team came up with, was the actual breakdown, right? Mm-hmm. So you have sound and FX. How does the game sound, right? The replayability. Am I going to want to come back to it? Graphics and multimodal. Can I play it anywhere? On any device? On my phone? On my Fire TV? Uh, anywhere. Conversational design. Is it clunky? Is it a clunky experience or is it a good experience? And then theme. What is, you know, is it unique in its own right? Does it stand like, out? Does right. it stand out? How does it fall into the fold? So that's that's essentially what we're going to do as a, sort of like a rundown. You'll have the link to the actual skill. If you click this, it'll bounce you out to Amazon. You'll be able to enable it right there. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I'd like to get to the point to where we got people's skill IDs if they would give them out. I don't know if that's really like personal information, but imagine doing, but hear me out on this. Imagine okay. doing like a, uh, a quick link on every single one to where you hit that and it automatically goes to the yeah. quick link section and yeah. it says, Hey, where do you want to launch this thing? Or do you want to set up a reminder? Like the, let's just cut or a that cool Easter egg because they came into the skill from our site. Yeah, exactly. And you could do that with a custom, custom link launch thing so yeah Um, let's get let's get crazy people bring them in let's go (laughs) bring them in so aj i know we went off on kind of a tangent you got any uh news for this week yeah you know i was uh taking a look at um an article uh it was published on fast company and we have um like uh an enhancement to alexa's overall general ai intelligence Mm. and that is that yeah now it's she's gonna try to understand what you mean and piece it together so uh, from the article, it's saying that if you walk into a room and say, Alexa, it's too dark in here, she will, tr- she will try to connect that general request with um, associating it with, uh, would you like me to turn down the lights and the blinds and hmm. make those links for you? That is interesting uh, to me because what are you going to do? No one's ever done this before. You got to do it. Amazon's got to do it, right? 
So this could go uh, a lot of different ways. We can see how much work they've done, and I'd love to try it out. And, uh, and yeah, could yeah, get really I interesting. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, and I actually not even I, – I didn't get an update on this. I'm not sure what it's called on the, in the eternal ecosystem. But, yeah, it was a Fast Company, um, fastcompany.com, and it was an article that came out on the 18th. Well, you know, one of the things that, that uh, I saw this week and I actually thought was really cool was um, a video conferencing now through the actual echoes with a screen. So um, if I set up a group, called it like Team Voice Spark, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, call Team Voice Spark. All of a sudden, it's going to go to Ben's show, AJ's show, my show, and then boom, your heads are going to be on, on my show. And we'll all be That's talking. Amazing. Yeah, and you could really do, cool. and you could do up to six people, but you'd be in the seventh, so you're the host, and you can actually set it up that way. You can actually do it right now; it's live, and that's another segment that I go over in my Nick with News. So, if anybody out there wants to subscribe to our podcast, Voice Spark Live, I do a personal segment called Nick with News, and it's all voice first related stuff, uh, nothing political, just straight up voice first coming at you. And I think we're going to get that out tomorrow, that newsletter, right, Nick? I think we, we, we're ready to go with that, if I, if I recall. Yeah. So yeah, we, we'll, yeah, we'll put it on there. And, um, and the actual episode is going to launch on Saturday, which is the 26th. Okay. So we'll have, yep. to, we'll have to wait a couple of days for that. But you know what? Long holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. Tune in, enjoy, and uh, get some news, I guess, right? I had, I had to get it done beforehand. I didn't want to wait. <laughs> you know? um, so you know what's awesome about tonight's show? And I know a lot of people probably seen that on LinkedIn, or they probably seen it through uh, Facebook, the Facebook mm -hmm. groups and whatnot. Cool thing about our show is, is that tonight we have on the Silver Bullet Gang, as I'm going to dub them, uh -huh. um, Wonder Word. A, who came in second in the 2020 Sparkies with the cursed painting. And this is essentially a RPG game that is a fully immersive voice experience. And I, I did a review on this skill back in the day, and I really liked it because of the visuals that they had throughout the entire skill. And I really thought that it, it was like the cherry on top. So with that being said, we're going to bring in Peter Zetterberg and Heinrich Landfleurs, who are the uh, the principal de developers and the co-founder of uh, Wonderword. So let's go ahead and bring them in. Peter, Heinrich, how's it going? Hey there. Good. How are you? Welcome. Awesome. It's so great to have you guys on the show because, uh, you know, this kind of just coincided uh, perfectly with uh, us doing the release of... Uh, the the our first annual dev uh, awards and yeah. you guys came in second which i thought was awesome and yeah. I i'm a big fan of the skill i think it's great thank you thank you much. and it's really uh, thanks to henrik that that skill exists today and that is such a rich audio verse you can call it uh, he's been working <laughs> nice job day man. and night on this so that's all thanks to henrik uh well. first i just want to say thank you so much for doing this uh, these uh, live uh, kind of uh, events and, and talking about uh, voice games. Uh, for me personally, it means a lot. And the very reason I started in 2012, kind of a before Siri or uh, certainly uh, the Echo and Alexa and so on, was mm -hmm. it's, the, it's really the epitome of inclusive gaming. 
because everyone kind of have the same play field. There's no graphics, you know, better than others. It's really everything happens in your in your imagination. It's a very powerful way of experiencing stories and games. Mm -hmm. So thank you for covering that so well, guys. Yeah, oh, well, and just well, to you. make one, you know, uh, it's all a team effort, obviously. So <laughs> I'm not the one taking it. Did it? No, but yeah, he's I mean, got his shotgun mic there, boy. Yeah, he's got a nice mic. <laughs> That's a shotgun. I just, mic. you know, it was interesting. We were yeah. we were uh, talking before the actual broadcast went live, and I looked back. Are you a bachelor, Heinrich? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the tiger print in the background and i'm like <laughs> I, party. I have my alexa hooked up to you know um it's sexy time and it plays some marvin Gaye. so there you go, you know. yeah, there you go. <laughs> i'm going to tell you a secret remind me later when we're done with your questions i have something to share about henrik oh something pretty cool. like a quagmire's okay. house so uh hey um do you want to go ahead and just uh tell us uh, where you're uh contacting us from where are you guys at and then how you met a little backstory yeah uh, uh henrik, jump in. should i kick it off henrik or? yeah sure go ahead so, i i work at uh, microsoft and the xbox division and I had a game studio in Sweden in the 90s and always been into games on the home computer and did games. I think the first one I did that actually released was in 91, a tennis game for the Atari ST. I played games all the time and I still do. Um, and I, um, in 2012, um, I was curious about listening to audiobooks. And I have a younger brother who never read a book in his life. And when he started telling me, all these books he was reading, I didn't believe him. And he told me, yeah, yeah, I'm listening to them in the car. And this was before audio books were kind of actually an industry. It was much more mm -hmm. that you found cassettes or CDs at the library or at the oh, yeah. home, so to speak. Uh, and But he listened to all these audio books and I was really intrigued that that could kind of catch his attention. Uh, so I thought, what about you blend gaming and, 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 and a book? Not the game, but a kind of somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. So I took um, the text adventure Zork, uh, one of the first text adventures, came out 74, I think. Activision released it in 79. Pure text adventure with just you typing, just reading text of what's going on in the scene. Mm -hmm. I took that um, text adventure that was on the website and did like a converter little filtering thing that instead of writing the text on the screen, it spoke using an awful public available available speech synthesizer. It was awful <laughs> quality. Uh, and sounded then, more like uh, OK Computer and <laughs> kind of thing. And then, so everything that you normally would see, it spoke. And then I took the grammar from the game. Instead of typing, I kind of had a, a speech to text kind of conversion thing also publicly available kind of mechanism and mm -hmm. i then started playing zork in my car to and from work and i was blown away how fun it was mm -hmm. i couldn't wait to get back in and find more treasure and and navigate and being in this world that was kind of real-time rendering much better than a ps5 or xbox series x in my head and i was like wow <laughs> yeah. if you add sound effects and you you kind of really make it a clever um, speech recognition, contextual understanding, and so on. This could be be fantastic. So that's how we started in 2012. Then it took me four, four and a half years to get a patent. So there is a patent, uh, uh, a perfectly solid patent here in the US that 
enabled me to reach out more comfortably to others and say, hey, would you want to be part of this idea? Uh, Microsoft was very supportive and generous in letting me kind of do this on the side right. um, uh, in my spare time. So mm -hmm. I got a couple of colleagues in who found investors. And today, uh, Henrik is part of the leadership uh, studio we have in Sweden with, I think, 20, 25 plus staff wow. working solely on audio gaming, which wow. is awesome. Wow. That's, so awesome. that's my background story. And there's so much you can do in it. You talk about education, you talk even like, you know, even management training, negotiation mm -hmm. skill sets, job interview training, all the things you can do, uh, early learning, math, and I mean, the whole range. There's Absolutely. really no limit. And you don't have to have expensive graphics or not even right, expensive right. voice talent to, to build these uh, incredible uh, applications. Then, Henrik, quickly, can you talk about the curse painting and how that? Came to life. Yeah, I mean, to start off with, I don't have the same pedigree as Peter here, obviously. So I, so I worked. Uh, <laughs> I worked for about twelve years in FM radio, so I, I do have a sound background of one kind. But you know, with FM radio being sort of the dying dandy of the the, <laughs> the family of media, um, my little radio station shut down, and I found myself self out of a job, and and I just um, I went back to school basically. So there was this video game uh, school of, of two years, a two year education. I jumped aboard, and by the end of those two years, well, Peter came a knocking with this spectacle of an idea, really, and said he wanted interns. So that was uh, me being one of the, the two first people, really, who yeah. are still on, and uh, ending up sort of being the first uh, hiree here in Sweden, uh, where mm -hmm. we are currently building the, uh, the studio. So I'm located up in the northern tip of Sweden. I'm a stone throw away from the Arctic Circle. I could open up my windows and there's northern lights outside currently. I don't need to fake my snowy background, I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> That's my front porch. <laughs> so yeah, no, I've been with Wonderwork for, well, uh, since the very since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, since the start, really. Yeah. And since funny story, like, um, during the internship, speaking of cursed painting, uh, during the internship, Peter came with a few manuscripts for interactive audiobooks, and we s sort of worked with those things. We put audio to them, and we put them into. Back then, we were actually using UScript, yeah. which was a plugin for Unity to build yeah. the interactive audiobooks. But yeah. yeah, we sort of finished up with the work for the weekend, and we had a Friday off with nothing better to do. So me and another intern, we basically sat down and figured what we were going to do with our day off. So seeing as we were both nerds, we were like, why don't we make a role-playing system for, for this interactive audio thing? So we basically made, you know, health pools and dice being thrown and, you know, enemies uh, attacking back and forth and stuff like that. <laughs> and we put audio to, to that. And during the span of like two days, we had a little prototype and we showed that off to Peter. And as he just told you with Zork, he will, you know, he were all gung ho. He was like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> so we were basically given the green light from, from a two day prototype. And um, yeah. We developed uh, cursed painting over the span of like um, uh, six months ish. Yeah. The the 1.0 version, and now we have uh, a fifth expansion uh, undergoing certification currently. So it's been uh, roughly a year of cursed painting wow. now. 
So, it's an entire world that you guys built, which is just uh, just that phenomenal. was a very good use of two days. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best and, idea uh, from the most unexpected places. I believe in that. I've worked in business development and a talent scout in video games for how don't know how long. And if you always kind of keep an open mind and, and mm-hmm. expect the unexpected, you'd be you'd be kind of you can hit find a lot of hits, a lot of good ideas. And when you have those moments, you need to grab them. Yeah, yeah, managers, listen to that idea. Listen to what you say, managers. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Art yeah. directors. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Curse Painting, since that was like the very first product we made, that was not just a branching narrative, more sort of an advanced system, uh, game-based Actual system, g- or gaming several system, yeah. gaming systems. It was a, a very large stepping stone. We've learned a lot with Curse Painting, obviously, and we do realize there are several things where, that we didn't really make so good but we are learning from it and for our mm. next couple of projects gee boy if you like curse painting just keep an eye out for what yeah, we keep have in store. an ear out yeah, yeah. an ear sorry g boy is it called g boy no 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 oh okay okay um hey so uh heimrich i have a question for you um what skills from your background in uh, fm radio transferred over because you said you went to school so it was like you took one skill set that you already had and you added something from school. Can you talk a little bit about that? How you jumped right in? I mean, uh, basically just um, sort of a, an ear for for when to when to interject uh, the spoken word in between like other sort of noise is a good technique to have in live radio. So you 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 don't necessarily have to know a song by heart. If you hear a song and you want to talk over it, you can sort of tell very quickly by the beats of the song that, okay, I'm going to fade it down here and I'm going to talk for five seconds and then I'm going to fade the song back up and you keep on doing that. I do believe that gave me sort of a natural um, uh, sense for, for where to interject uh, mm. a narrative, uh, a narrator, sorry, uh, in a role-playing game on top mm. of a soundscape that we use for cursed painting, for example. Totally. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to just get that skill uh, without having that experience, I, I, I feel, because I started in uh, Radio 2, and so we had a very, it was a limited media. If you're trying to get uh, sell out a Cypress Hill concert, every word, every moment, all that, all of that needs to be this wonderful experience. And there's just certain like uh, muscle memory that uh, I think that's exciting. And you uh, went to school. Did you study programming? Um, it's a very, very weird sort of school. Uh, whereas you have two years to, to pick up on, on everything that has to do with video game development. So you have like six weeks of programming, six weeks of uh, 3D graphics and so on and so forth for two years. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a school catered to develop indie game developers because mm-hmm. as an indie game developer, you need to wear a lot of hats uh, because you might be a studio of three people. You can't have a dedicated a- HR person if you're like three to five people. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I played that guy, though, <laughs> at some point yeah. in the development. <laughs> no, knowing cool. that cool. Henry has that background, it, it just knows that it, he, it, he, when we go through, when they work on a scene or a situation uh to just have that kind of ear sorry i mean how can i just yeah. put it ear yeah, for yeah, radio yeah. And, and and kind of when you broadcast the, the need for clarity and rhythm so people keep track kind of keep, keep up with the narrative and you don't take off too fast and making them confused mm-hmm. and so on so henrik's background certainly is super valuable for, for yeah, the, I mean, nice, not nice. to go off on a tangent or anything but but really if if you want to 
uh, delve deeper into the rabbit hole here. Uh, it is a very difficult task to design for. It's, it's, let's me put it this way. It's an interesting design hurdle to get over when you're designing for audio only. Because in traditional mm -hmm. games, you have basically two, two and a half ways of, of um, uh, portraying information to the user. You have, of course, the visuals, you have the screen, you have the sound, and in some cases, you have a tactile feedback sort of mm -hmm. situation going for you. Mm -hmm. If you're using the phone, you know, the little motorized thing, uh, you have like two, three and a half or two and a half, sorry, uh, ways of communicating with the player. Mm -hmm. So now we're stripping away more than 50% of all information. Right. And not only that, if we go further down into the rabbit hole, in traditional audio, like music, for example, you have two canvases to paint on. You have the left channel and you have the right channel, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, so with most of the uh, creators and, and, and makers of the smart devices here, uh, we are we have mono. Let's face it, we have right. one yeah, canvas to paint on. Not yeah. only that, it's a very small canvas. I mean, we have a limited bit rate and, you know, it's a, we're basically trying to paint on a, on a stamp, basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in our case, if we're trying to portray a soundscape simultaneously as a narrator, you know, there are so many things that need to fit on top of this small, small canvas at one and the same time. Mm -hmm. We have to, again, it's, it's an interesting design hurdle. And uh, those can be very, very fun to get over. And well, so far we're having very fun just experimenting, trying yeah. to figure out new ways to communicate with the player. I just, I got to be honest with you, you know, AJ's loving this because he's a sound snob. <laughs> he's loving this. Uh, it, he's, oh, yeah, uh, he's, he's definitely, a, AJ is a, a sound file, as he likes to call him, call himself, but we call <laughs> I think him the sound file. Yeah. The, you guys, you guys need to exchange some LinkedIn information. Yeah, you're you know, it's just the idea. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two radio yes. guys doing radio it, all over again. Your, yeah. your ear uh, doesn't shine like the way that your looks do. Like, you know, uh, if you were had a face for television, you know, it's something that's obvious to everybody. But your the experience that you gain from spending a lot of time thinking about the human voice or editing dialogue, a lot of that stuff is meant to be transparent. So it doesn't quite come across to everybody. It's not something that sparkles. It's a skill that you have. It's right. definitely real, but it could be easily overlooked by uh, people that are not uh, aware that that's important. I mean, I can't tell you how many times the idea is a post-production audio or is usually the, it gets it, by the time it gets to the person who's the sound needs to make it work sound wise the money's mm -hmm. already spent and the, there isn't yeah, time yeah. that's yeah. put into and it i'll tell you in video games oh my yeah. audio you talk to any audio guy even at the big studios and ask is audio still considered like a second thought last thing that needs to go in yes. and pretty much everyone says yes in audio it's mm -hmm. really unfortunate it's always been like that somehow that and imagine a horror game without you know audio and, and sounds i mean it, it's not even just the sounds there are certain things that are done like uh when you have a character that is being chased by michael myers and they're like messing with their keys and they and then he's right behind him that's like uh <laughs> using some that's you would never yeah. have that so there's a whole bunch of like uh storytelling aspects oh yeah uh, that that are important to know when you're and you're constrained to mono audio only so it's yeah and, and you know the sonic branding means so much i mean think about this right you take the first couple friday the 13th because they were the best then they got kind of really crazy yeah. but whenever you heard that 
uh, 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 right. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh man, <laughs> you know. Well, that that that, and that's it's that's so attributed dumb. like to what Peter was saying about like letting your imagination kind of go there. You know, like with with those audio books yeah. from way back way back when, right? It allows your imagination to really start painting that picture. So yeah, Henry, Henrik, that was like, hey, you have one canvas. Well, the mind is like the bigger canvas, I guess. At the end of the day, right? So yeah, that, yeah. that's Peter where the real kind of painting happens. Uh, yeah. High resolution render up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have this cute little. I, I, I moonshine as a, as an audio teacher for for the video game uh, students uh, once uh, a week, a year, about thereabouts. So I have this one thing I constantly show my students, and that is, I show them two trailers. Just you know, whatever Hollywood trailer is available at the moment. You mm-hmm. take the that that trailer, you duplicate it, and you crunch the video resolution down in one of them. And you crunch the audio down on the other. You show them side by side and you ask the students, which one would you prefer? Nine times out of ten, they all prefer hearing the good audio with yeah. a bad video yeah. one. Right. So, and yep. just going Two back to the, in a <laughs> in a world <laughs> yeah. with the, with the uh, limitation of the, ca- of the canvas, uh, just uh, again, not going off a tangent, but uh, one thing we actually, and I'm, you have to kick me here, Peter, if I'm giving away some secret sauce. But <laughs> really, no sauce. <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> describing a scenario in a skill, say you have you know, a character walking into a room, there are two different pieces of information we portray to the user, but those pieces of information can be portrayed in, in two different forms. So there's the visual and there's the stuff that can be represented through audio. So the user is walking into a wine cellar and the, the, the wallpapers are green and you know, it's murky, it's damp, it's wet. So we, t- from the narrator's, narrator's perspective, we tell the user the wallpaper is green, but for the murkiness, we can have, you know, driplets of water from mm-hmm. the ceiling. We can have wind, you know, gushing through the planks of wood. Mm-hmm. So we can portray two pieces of information at the same time. So we save space. Right. That is I want really to sort of designed okay, uh, with Nick and you guys. Just to, what exactly what what Henrik is speaking about uh, about this little stamp. It, it's really like we're we are at Pong level now, maybe Pac Man in kind of, of where we what we can take. I think uh, immersive audio storytelling or or interactive branching kind of audio. Uh, so it's fascinating to see how much you can innovate with the very little means you have. So what we've been prototyping a lot is that what is what is gameplay um, with audio? Well, it could be whether you want to go left and right, you know, or go yeah. in that murky uh, basement. You might you know, go down the ladder to the next level of murkiness, I guess. Or you can even, you can, that's the kind of simple, that's not navigational game design in a way. But imagine mm-hmm. if you, so in Escape 63rd and Wallace and Horror Store that we're working on, you are stuck in a room and you need to get out. And what you can do is you can knock on the wall to here where it's hollow. Mm, and wow. when the when the protagonist knocks, there's three different places on the wall, and the sound that is hollow is the one area where they can kick the wall and kind of escape. Wow, that's cool. So just listening to different sounds and then make a choice. We did uh, one thing where you uh, you were hiding in the bushes from some bad guys chasing after you, and the solution to not get caught was to not say anything, actually to be quiet. And if there wasn't <laughs> been any sound in the house 
dog barking or someone speaking, you will get caught. So you have to be quiet because that, so you can kind of, not, it's not breaking the fourth wall, but it's really fun to play with yeah. those. We do, um, in Escape 63, we do odd one out. So, you know, four objects, one which one doesn't belong. That's kind of also very simple, but it's actually quite powerful when it when people get it and go, ah, I picked the right one in here, the story mm -hmm. moves on. So we do try to innovate in many different ways of how to create innovative, kind of exciting, fun, yeah, interactive you do. puzzle pieces. Hey, I wanted to comment that, uh, you know, this is another story where the family dynamic played a huge role. Um, when you say that, uh, your brother never read but then you just the the idea that your brother's attention could actually be captured to that yeah. degree yeah. by simply changing the media uh type and yeah. then it's it's like that is inspiring um we have a a, a friend of ours that created lemur which is an audio-based sort of like twitter it's an audio-based twitter yeah yeah and that Ooh. was the result of some comments that his father made to him about difficulty mm -hmm. and uh, not being able to communicate with the voice or being able to yeah. listen as stifling. Mm -hmm. And he took that uh, inspiration from the family and then added his own uh, character Twist. to it. Yep. I love that. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. a beautiful it's story. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, inclusive gaming. And when you when you have that impact in your own life, uh, uh, like mine was very light. My brother was ha hating to read and he read by <laughs> listening. But yeah, I have yeah. other examples in my family uh, uh, that struggle with have visual, visual impairments or vision impairments. And it just makes me want to keep pushing further mm -hmm. and saying, how can we make everyone a gamer? Uh, 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 and it's fascinating to, to see and hear where this yeah. space is headed. It's mm -hmm. really Yeah, fun. and we've, we've done it yeah. before with human humans, people yes. how yeah, to yeah. be entertaining. Yeah. But our technology had never existed before. Right. So it's yeah exactly so that that's just super exciting i did a test my daughter is 10 but i did a test when she was three or just actually she was the day after her third birthday so a little bit too young to kind of get the context concept of talking maybe not now with alexa every kid can speak to it and ask for right, songs right. and fart sounds <laughs> but uh, back then <laughs> before it, i did a test on it i did a preset kind of fairy tale for her and it spoke directly to her by saying hello what's your name and she says lala and then and then she says what's your favorite color lala and she said pink after some thinking and then this narrative contextualizes her pre preferred answers to a story so she said once upon a time there was a princess who lived in a pink castle oh wow you know mm -hmm. but, but, mm -hmm. I, can, I have a video on youtube on my channel this is so, this is 2013 but you can if you observe her how she is listening that you can mm -hmm. talk about a frog in the pond or whatever it was. And you can see that she is really thinking about the frog. In her right. head, that frog is probably very different from my frog that I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. right. But, you know, in her, she was captivated, uh, even though a little bit too young back then. But it, 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 when imagination kicks in, I mean, it's fantastic. And then you add smart, innovative puzzles that people can play and enjoy. It's really powerful. It yeah. really is truly powerful. And I just want to quickly say thanks to Al for the comments. Um, totally oh, yeah. Percent. Uh, really good comments, Al. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you got yeah, Vox Protocol's vote. They voted yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, Vox Protocol, the guys that got number one, they uh, 
they're uh they're hella good guys over there good guys and gals they're they're working to uh to do the same thing you are they are so enamored by sound and and understand mm-hmm. the importance of what good sound quality is especially right. when you're making these these uh these experiences um and together we build an industry that we hopefully can that's right keep, keep paying our bills and put food on the table so we can keep on innovating and, and just so, having yeah, fun absolutely. together so so peter real quick it, about your background you is it true that you made one of the first uh video gaming companies in sweden yes that is true so it was dice and you know dice is part of ea today they done battleground battlefield oh okay yeah and so they are still around they now by EA. but back then in 91 it was dice well digital mm-hmm. illusion they were called back then who did a pinball game for the amiga computer and when they decided not to do it on the atari home computer mm-hmm. i said let's start a company and we're going to make a pinball game on the atari uh, in Sweden, it was like the Amiga was for kind of kids with a little bit more money, and the Atari was kind of a bit more for us, <laughs> kind of poor kids. But we made a football game uh, and started a company around it, and we actually exported physical discs and packages. My best friend's dad owned a cardboard factory, and we produced boxes, and we exported it all over wow. Europe and made a chunk of money on that, and that enabled us to start a, kind of build the studio up. We were three people in the beginning, and that peak we were 170 with a studio in london and wow Gothenburg wow. and yeah there wow, was wow, wow. and we went to the dice part when they had a po- release party when they partying down in another city we came down there and we wrecked their party we <laughs> crashed their party and they came to our party crashed our party you that's know, awesome it was just <laughs> and then massive entertainment came very shortly after now owned by ubisoft they done the 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 division the franchise Yep. So Martin Walfish was the founder of that company, and Frederick, founder of Dice, and Martin and I, we, we chat at times, kind of, because it was just the three studios in Sweden before it became this, really, I would say, it's, it's a hotspot of video games. I mean, it's an incredible success story in Sweden with Mojang and King.com, Avalanche, you know, a lot of studios in Sweden. Wonder World, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think, it, you know, that's an awesome journey story. Like, that's crazy that, you know, you created a company that was then bought out by EA. That's just, yeah. That's uh, I didn't about. No, that, DICE yeah. did. DICE, bought, oh, DICE. DICE was bought by EA. I, instead yeah. of selling, we had offers. We brought in investors instead. So we kind mm-hmm. of won independently somewhat. Uh, so mm-hmm. we decided to go on the indie side, but have investors coming in instead of being yeah. sold. We're offered to be bought a couple of times and we declined we had too much fun we said <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about yeah. um one of the things that so one of the things that i really like about the cursed painting is that it's this like massive uh audio experience uh rpg and the other thing that i really like about it is the visual representation that you guys have going with the display devices um, I really love that that style of artwork. I think that that puts me in like a comic book feel, and I encourage everybody to go out and check it out just because of the fact that, you know, it, it, I don't it creates the ambiance. It, it it adds to it so well, and especially with what they're doing with the Fire TV and bringing mm-hmm. it all together as one. I think it's just gonna people are gonna sit in front of their TVs and every couple seconds talk to their yeah. talk to their remote or scream it out like attack throw yeah. a rock yeah. You know? yeah right 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah so awesome. i mean i love that it's a social experience in the, front of the uh, fireplace kind of thing 
the end goal was to, or the aim rather, was to to have uh, one image for every locale you were visiting and every enemy mm-hmm. you you face. And uh. I believe there are f- a few missing, but we're mm-hmm. almost at a hundred percent, I would say. The- but again, it's it's not you know it's not a requirement to to see the visuals in any shape or form right. at any given time. But so we we never yeah exactly it's an additive to the experience. Yeah. Uh, we are we having a- images for the new DLC? Do we have original artwork oh, for this DLC? Boy, no. Do we do? Yeah. Do we? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay. Do. That's how evolved uh, I am. <laughs> but yeah, no. Like for example, if if there was a puzzle at any given time, like we won't require the user to to see to the puzzle the image okay. to solve the puzzle. Obviously, super important. Yeah, yeah. The, the the goal is to have a user being able to to drive a car and play the game, right? So we can't have them diverge their looks. Uh, to well, it's a very design. interesting um, uh, level of balance because the idea that. Uh, an image, when you're focused mostly on the sound, an image can uh, burst, you know, your your creativity. You don't want too yep. much imagery, otherwise you're right. changing the experience. And then it's not reciprocal. It's not ex- like a 50, you know, it's not just a balanced uh, uh, inversion of the reverse for visuals. So visuals and their need to have sound, it, uh, it's it's not exactly the same. So there's a lot of care that needs to go into it in order to find that it's like almost like a brewing wine or something like you're making <laughs> wine you have to really in order for it to be really exceptional there's a lot of work that goes into it yes you need to navigate yeah. with care and we yeah. were when we talked about having imagery uh it was a very kind of careful approach very deliberate how the artwork would look and feel and what imagery we wanted on the screen so it felt relevant even when you were maybe outside the scene it was still kind of adding yeah. Uh, kind of flavor and texture to this to the story so yeah it, it's a fine line and with escape 63rd we're releasing we also have fantastic art and you jump between uh, kind of a the kind of the world of the dead in limbo and real world and we so we're using the same imagery or scene but in different color settings to show where you are in the limbo world where you are in the living the land of the oh, living very cool. yeah, <laughs> and uh, i mean speaking of the artwork we sort of started off we didn't know to which extent we wanted the artwork in curse painting from the very get-go so we we had this framework with uh the same sort of background and just sketches that sort mm-hmm. of quick painting style so we could chug a few paintings in there and see if it worked or not uh it did end up working so we just wanted more of it and i mean by sort of happenstance we had a very cheap way of producing artwork with uh, the same background image and just quick sketches on top of that so we went with that art style you know through and through and we sort of reused that in 63rd with the backdrop being an old uh, 1800s newspaper thing with you know those uh, illustrations you saw in the newspapers back in those days before there were photos Uh, that's sort of the art style we're going for yeah yeah etching yeah yeah. Now, now that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up was this uh, 63rd and Wallace. And I'll bring that up on the uh, the big screen here. But, you know, the, the one thing that I actually like about this, about this one, is that it creates such of an atmosphere because these events actually happened. Yeah. Like, that's what gets me. Like, there was a guy, you know, Dr. Holmes, uh, who essentially went to the World's Fair, kidnapped people. And and tortured them, or sold them a room, and tortured them. You yeah, know because so it's the basis yeah, for uh, human centipede and hostile. 
Well, I, it, it could be. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if it was, in, I don't know if it was inspired by. Uh, it's but, a fascinating story. Obviously, our story is inspired by the true events. And we're putting... Um, do you want me to talk very briefly about the storyline? Yeah, yeah. Please, please do. So I wanted to make a game about this for like 20 years. I even did like using some simple editor in the early 2000s just to kind of walk around in a spooky house. 63rd and Wallace is obviously the corner where the, his hotel was that this guy built, uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Holmes, was not his real name, but he was a doctor. He was a medical doctor who actually killed, uh, first started out by stealing dead bodies from, from uh, graveyards and, and other places uh, to sell and clean them up and sold the skeletons to medical institutions. But yep. the guess is that he was kind of complete sociopath and, and, and grew into becoming a serial killer cause, and, and greedy one as well. So he kind of started killing to, uh, to just get to sell the skeletons. So mm -hmm. yeah, hmm. these, these medical. In so the story is when he went to build this hotel with its sole purpose to actually just get people to, to check in but never check out, so to speak. A lot of young women, unfortunately. In 1890, it was slowly starting to see, not equality, far from it, but you started to see some sort of independence among women. They, they had a job. I mean, 40 years later, they could vote. And, and during the World Trade Fair, um, World Fair in Chicago, a lot of women worked there and a lot of women traveled to Chicago to, to work for the, to kind of set, set this up or to be, to host at the World Trade uh, Fair. Mm -hmm. So they needed somewhere to stay, and uh, so he, he uh, took advantage of this, and his World's Fair Hotel uh, invited young women and men to stay, and the rooms, they were like, I think they had like 34 rooms with 58 doors in the hotel, meaning that there were a lot of fake doors that led nowhere, or there were areas that like a maze that locked them in, and suffocated them, gassed them, and then had chute going from the third floor of the building down to the basement where they had lime powder to get the flesh uh, out of the skeletons and then he cleaned them up and sold the skeleton. So the story is based on that. You're a young woman who has, you name it Char Charlene, and you got this letter from your big uh, older sister that she, who went there to work and you started to suspect something is wrong because she stays at this hotel and her her landlord is rather old, but it's kind of things are not right. So you decide to go to Chicago to figure out what happened. That's wild. And, and then it's all a kind of an escape room game from there on. A lot of puzzles and spooky moments and so on. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think the I think the cool thing is is that it puts you in that headspace, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, well, I'm already you know, creeped out. Just from yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. I watched thing on the history channel about it it yeah. was wow man yeah. like i mean it really happened ben what you got anything no i was thinking of like you know it's funny you, you mentioned through voice i mean there was a show here uh, in another creepy doctor uh but the black dahlia murders that happened here yes. in, in the states oh, so yeah. so um george hodell i think was his name but like yep. I really got into the podcast from it that was after the after the show and it was just, you know, auditory of like, hey, we're here and like, 
you, you kind of get that like that tingling up your spine more more so from the stories that are told directly from um, from the people that live through it. Yes, yeah. Uh, more more so than even like you know what you see on a screen at the end of the day. And I, right. it's funny because I really got into the podcast more than anything. You know, what we fear the most is fear itself. So so right. yeah. what we don't see is actually more frightening than uh, you know it's front staring in it, front of us. Right. And right having this anchor line. point of the. Uh, of realism that the, it, even if it's inspired yeah. and it's obviously us coming up with crazy shit <laughs> for this protagonist <laughs> to go through, it has an anchor line to reality. Totally. It adds a, a, a kind of a, a level of, of kind of immersion. I would, I would add to that, that, uh, that, that there are states of arousal and fear that are almost parallel to sound experiences. Mm. Yes. So yeah. when you're, um, I, I was going to say that that is such an exciting, um, field to be involved with it's like it would be a dream of come true for for me as well because the idea of taking what you learned and you know uh, instead of just making a rendered audio file or video but actually participating you know to the nth degree i wanted to mm -hmm. say that like for example um we need to get to a, a preview of our editor so you can build okay. something <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely thank you um i was going to say yeah. that, that there are certain sounds that uh, become transparent very quickly. Uh, I'll give you an example, the rumbling um, noise uh, for this, the ship in Star Trek as that's playing. That's one of those things that it disappears into the background. And I feel like you have so many uh, different areas to explore, you know, being uh, pioneers in this field with that, especially with horror. Heinrich, mm -hmm. have you ever used uh, tonality to for that purpose to set a, um, a state of arousal or fear, but it's not to, meant to be like listen, like heard, like if a person was describing what they heard, they wouldn't mention that. Um, it's a very good point. And I, I have to admit, I haven't had the luxury of, of experimenting much with that psychological aspect of, of the human psyche and uh, on, on the smart speaker side of things. Uh, however, for the opposite reaction when it comes to rewards, I mean, we, we, we yes. can associate tonality with a reward and just dopamine level increase. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that ever since the original Super Mario Bros like mm -hmm. when you pick up those coins and mm -hmm. you're almost really? 200 coins yep. they increase in pitch and they constantly <laughs> increase in pitch just like when you have that one arm bandit and those wheels stop spinning they do so at an increased pitch that is your dopamine levels firing off at a constant pace the exclamation so, mark sound in metal gear solid yeah yeah so i mean have, having the the constant <laughs> increase in pitch is just you know that's your reward right there mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, so one of the things. So one of the things that I wanted to do was uh, just show your LinkedIn profiles real quick, if uh, both you don't mind, just so people can uh, go ahead and see who we're exactly talking about. Absolutely. And reach they, out to us. Yeah, and, and if people wanted to reach out to you, um, this is uh, Heinrich's uh, profile. Yeah. I love the, uh, the artistic profile picture. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, like one one of the two weeks a year where there's no snow up here. So yeah, that's like <laughs> that's your summer. That's, that's our office back there. Yeah, I have to scare away the bears before they took this photo. Yeah, are there uh, are there uh, polar bears up there? Uh, no, 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 brown bear. <laughs> yeah, and, and then yield standard beaters. And then that's we have, uh, and then we have there. Peter's uh, profile picture. 
Yeah, yeah it was when we, my wife shaved my head. I was bored one day. <laughs> uh, and the pro kind of background is the Black Lives Matter. Uh, nice. that I put on in May. I haven't changed it, and I'm not going to change it. Oh, cool. Nice. That's awesome. Hey, uh, what was your background, uh, Peter? Uh, we know that you uh, – did you ever listen to uh, the um, Wishbringer? That, no. audio, that game. So I always, I always associate Wishbringer was a, a text-only game for, uh, for Apple. And uh, that when you bought the package, they actually gave you a glowing rock. But that was the whole idea that you had to go left or right and you had to solve a problem. And if you didn't do things in the right order, you would get thrown in jail and then you'd, you'd die and there was hellhounds and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you feel, what I was gonna say, I was gonna ask like more about your background. So uh, how uh, impacted were you um, growing up and then like what inspired your creativity? And then how did you find yourself um, working at um, Microsoft in that capacity? Like, so what capacity do you, wow. do you work in games? So this, now we need to extend this app. And it's not that I extend this broadcast. It's not that I like to hear my own voice, I promise you. <laughs> I don't even know how I can shortcut this. So uh, when I was just a little kid, uh, even before I could read and write, I drew comic books, according to my mother. And uh, she had to do the writing of the text. And I told her what to be in the speech bubbles because I had a story to tell. When she didn't have time, I cut out speech bubbles from other magazines, just looking at the scene of what, what the kind of was happening, if it fitted my scene that I wanted to. So uh -huh. all of this kind of create narratives or or telling a story has been very close to my heart. And I can see that in my three kids today, and especially the youngest, Lala. She's incredibly kind of, she always has a story or works on a story. That in the early 80s, I was fortunate to kind of be of the generation where the home computer came, where you had, you could make sounds, you could make images, even though they were kind of on the Pong standard, so to speak, 16 colors, you know, 320 by 200. But it, it contained, you had technology, you had creativity, you have audio, you have visuals. It had everything that me, from, from my kind of desire to express myself or come up with stories, was the perfect kind of platform. So it was just natural for me to always wanted to build things on the computer. I was never good enough to be a programmer, never good enough to be an artist or audio, but I had a, and I still have a great respect yeah. for all the fine disciplines that makes up a game development team. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I think I work really well with dev teams and understand game developers. And so uh, I can be a voice and kind of be part of uh, producing more than anything else. I did that my really own. does come across. Thank you. Yeah. I did my own prototype. I got to have to say, I did it in C Sharp back in 2012 for Wonder World. But that was just like the very peak of what I could possibly do. And at that is worked, I don't even know. 400 code of C sharp and uh, and it worked and it blew me away. Probably maybe I was biased by that and I thought it was a great idea because I felt so good. <laughs> it was an awful idea, actually. <laughs> so how did you end up uh, working in the game industry? At Microsoft. So I had my own game studio, uh, started in 92, I left in 2002, joined Codemap. There's a, a small, smallish publisher in, the, in Europe, famous for okay. its racing games. I worked mm -hmm. there for three and a half years as having been on the other side, pitching games to every thinkable publisher in the world, been to every meeting room at Sony, EA, Activision, presenting with great kind of uh, fire and, and excitement, the game ideas that we had at the game studio and met so many different people on the, in the publishing side. So I, mm -hmm. when I asked myself, if I leave game development, where can I really I kind of have an impact? 
And most of the time, nine out of 10 times, publishers were awful to game developers, uh, <laughs> uninterested, you know, they promised nothing happened, had all the bad experiences and the good ones. But I thought if I can be anywhere where I can make good and, and be an advocate for game developers, it can be in business development and acquisitions. So I uh, did that at Codemasters and did uh, some good deal there, deals there with a game called Overlord that came out on the 360 and PlayStation, yep. I think. And then Microsoft hired me, and I just continued to sign deals. I signed uh, Minecraft for Xbox 360, yeah, Ori, the original first game, uh, Forza Horizon, uh, mm -hmm. a bunch of titles that I was part of signing. And I think what I, what really worked for me, and 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 was this kind of be approachable, be more of an advocate for the developer than actually than Microsoft, so, nice. in a way, uh, and kind of. Navigating, uh, helping the independent studios that wanted to work with us to feel like they, we were reliable. We said what we did and did mm -hmm. what we said, and, and th that they had a voice in the publishing publishing world. Yeah, uh, and, Peter, uh, and you, genuinely so. I absolutely hundred percent. And I mean, my, my, my Minecraft. And, no. and Peter, you feel you feel like you're the most out of those studios that are working with you when you have when you have that trust level. Like, yeah, you, I think you, so. Yeah. I think the Minecraft uh, uh, story is is reflective of that. I mean, um, we acquired them eventually, uh, and yeah. it's yeah. a great partnership. That is no small. So that means that your your love and respect uh, for art and the creation of art informed the way that you represented that that business relationship yeah. so instead of the business relationship being this like stale experience you're like i can't do that because i have to represent the source I, of the creativity yeah, i could make it work for both yeah i mean I, you, I, I couldn't go home uh, at the end of the day and say that was just right. the job and i kind of yeah. you know look at it from right. a pure business it's just business there's no such thing if someone ever says it's just business you know it's 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 their inability to achieve, or they've done something that they shouldn't have done, so they st Thank sleep you. bad at night. Those are the people who say it's yeah. just because it's right, never right. your business. <laughs> it's about your personal integrity. Uh, and you, know, you sign a deal with the pub, with the developer, and you you do everything you can to make them successful. Yeah. And yep. it, actually, making so other people successful is the most selfish act because it usually comes back to you in a really Absolutely. nice way. I couldn't yeah. agree more. So one of the things nice. I, I uh, another thing I wanted to take a look at is the actual uh, WanderWord website, yeah, where you guys where you guys have uh, all of your stuff, and and you guys actually have your own platform, yeah, uh, correct. Now That's is that that um, live yet? Henry yeah, can probably speak more to that. I think. Yeah, no, it's it's Heinrich. it's uh, still undergoing some. <laughs> <laughs> it's still undergoing some some changes uh changes but but we're working on it let me put it that and way that, that's we're, a we, speech bubble is that is that a speech bubble your mascot yep. yeah is, does he or she have a name uh come up with a name quickly okay <laughs> wordy okay okay sorry wordy <laughs> <laughs> No, so it's a work really, in progress, but you're building a, a platform. Yeah, for we are building our own platform, and uh, nice. we are looking at it to be available to select people very soonish. Um, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, we'll be able to stand out and have a, a bunch of features that no one else mm -hmm. has to offer, um, such as you know, one click export all to you know uh, Alexa, Google, Google Alexa, or, yeah. uh, smartphones, well, huge, APKs, yeah. stuff like that. 
um, and a sort of a timeline feature, whereas you have a traditional DAW, like Cubase, you can just adjust uh, sound like that left and right, and it'll make adjustments to various um, tracks in, in the project. And once you cool. click uh, play or render, it'll... Uh, it just works. It it just works. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, I makes so much fun prototyping, coming up with like, quiz shows, you know, testing them on my poor daughter again. <laughs> it has to be the <laughs> guinea pig. Just trying ideas out. And it takes yeah. like half an hour in the editor to just try something. I did a, oh, I took a, a questionnaire from like a relationship institute thing, you know, like 40 questions about your relationship and did that into a skill. And then I subjected our friends to it. Uh, I can't disclose the answers, but it was, and then he did the right thing, was boring, saying, hey, you got, you got a relationship you got to work on, you know? That's, it was fun that is absolutely huge for, yeah, that, was that is such a fun. perfect fit for, uh, I remember when I went to the voice conference at, there, I was at the airport and an older gentleman just uh, rolled up his car. He's like, watch my, uh, watch my thing for a minute. I got to use the bathroom. So I said, cool. And it turns out that he's on the uh, decision-making board for the psoriasis association of the United States. And we ended up, t he asked me some questions and just that idea that all of these fields where you can engage people that were disconnected, like new, new medication, psoriasis, making yeah. that interesting. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like an infinite amount of potential to improve uh, every aspect of our society, you know, Absolutely. for getting things done with. And business. I think speech yeah, is the most. Um, speech is the most natural user interface. Yes. Uh, not not everyone. Uh, I mean, some people who don't have the ability to speak. So it would be kind of. It, I don't want to be in any way inappropriate. I'm as being as inclusive as I can. But speech, mm. speaking to someone, is is very natural. We we do it like nearly like breathing. And the brain just keeps ticking, and we speak. And sometimes we speak faster than the brain, which can put yeah. us in trouble. But been uh, there. <laughs> yes, being there, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting. When you did this, I did this kind of quest relationship questionnaire. Yeah. Instead of answering questions on a website or ticking in, you know, yes, I agree strongly or I disagree strongly. Instead, yeah. instead of speaking to this voice, I put, you can pick female or male voice in my prototype, saying, "Do you mm -hmm. prefer to talk to a man or a woman?" And then it starts to tell me about your relationship. Would you say it's? Um, do you have? Do you? Do you have arguments often? And then you know. And then you feel like you're actually talking to someone instead of clicking right. on the website's questionnaire. It actually hum kind of humanized the. And that was just a prototype of fun that we haven't done anything with. That's amazing. But we right. do plenty with it. That's awesome. So, Heinrich, hey uh, for somebody that's uh, got uh, some content, what does it look like when they're sitting down? So, let's say I have a story idea, or maybe I'm a publisher. I've never done anything in voice. What is that experience like when they um, come to the platform? Can you give a, just a description of what that's like? I mean, uh, down, start recording. Good, good. Start recording, AJ. Uh, storyboarding just, it. Yeah, visually, you would have uh, sort of a visual scripting look to it, like mm -hmm. uh, the Unreal Editor, for example, uh, whereas oh, nice. you have nodes connecting to each other and you basically have the, the say nodes, which are containers for the narrative. And you can also put uh, sound into that. I mean, as an MP3 or an OGG or what have you. And yes. as for what's on that sound, it could be a voice actor, it could be a soundscape and so forth and so on. Um, and basically it's just very node-based and visual. We're um, employing a team of, of um, UI people who are helping us out with actually making it really streamlined because 
we are we are either nerds or programmers at the office, which means that we are not the most graphical people. <laughs> Have you ever so, heard of so, coder art? It's a, yeah, it's programming a, art. Yeah, programming art. <laughs> so it looks like that. MS Paint currently. So we we're making some math. Maybe we can do a demo of the editor. Yes, I mean, we don't have any secrets. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think it's all about the execution of what the technology you have than hiding behind some sort of yeah. stuff. So yeah. we'd be very happy to come and show it. We can give you guys access. When yeah, the time right, that'd be out. really cool. That'd be really yeah. great. Uh, um, just a, a quick heads up, oh, uh, uh, just before I forget, forget about it. Uh, so, if you showed the the uh, Escape sixty third from the Alexa Skill Store uh, a few minutes ago, so I just want to make it totally clear: we are currently remastering that version. So, whatever you find on the Alexa Skill Store today, which is called the sixty third and Wallace, is currently not functionable because no. we are pulling it down and replacing it with something real snazzy real soon very snazzy okay nice thank you henry Need oh, ben. Oh, we can follow uh follow you on twitter for an update what you want to drop a twitter handle yeah sure. to get that update yeah so hey ben real quick uh final question uh final, you got your final thought my final thought and i asked this to all our guests you know what's something you want to ask the the voice world um, it could be simple, it could be, you know, tricky or, you know, we get down to like, you know, coding or anything of that nature. But what's what's something that you want to ask other people that might have been on the show or, or other people that are in uh, the voice community? Go, Hendrick. Oh, boy. Um, what do you want me to start? He's, he's sleep deprived and he's... he's... Yeah, yeah. I think that when I was, I remember being part of the kind of early in Sweden, starting kind of a game studio culture or a community of game developers, very mm -hmm. closely knit. And I have the pleasure of having so many people that I employed or I work with, co-founders of my studio that are senior people in the gaming industry still today. We have game studios um, uh, still in Sweden and international. A lot of people work at Microsoft that used to work uh, at, in my little studio. and. So building a community now of interactive audio, whether it's stories or gaming or experiences, that those of us who do that, like yourself hosting this show and running it, that we stick together as a community and we work mm -hmm. together. There is no such thing as a kind of competition more than the customers out there. But if we can right. all be successful, if I'm successful, it's good for you. And if you're successful, it's good for us. So I think at this early state, stage of the pac-man stage that we are at or pong that we all look at ourselves as friends and colleagues and work as a community then we can make an industry of it i mean i, I totally have to That's echo serious. what you're saying here because i mean as, uh, the sooner we get the users to become more comfortable with actually making mm -hmm. purchases and payments on these platforms uh, the better in a position we will all be so i mean yeah. you know be happy for your neighbor sort of thing yeah 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 or if you want to, you can say, keep your enemy closest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, we're running over an hour. So I'm I'll sorry. take the... I'll, no, that's that's quite all right. Yeah, we do conversation. Great conversation. No, no, no. Yeah. This has been great. I have a question that I usually put out to our guests. And the question is, have... Now, this is a really hard-hitting one. This is going to... It's going to hit close Henry's to home. Turn. Um, <laughs> have both of you subscribed to Alexa or voice spark Alexa and more on YouTube. I yes, am I have. a subscriber since before. I know. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Both nice. of you. Yeah. We're trying to shoot for uh, a thousand subscribers by June 1st. We'll have a with that. We'll tell people to subscribe. 
Absolutely. We're trying to get there. Can we do something? On, can we have a link on our website or something that takes people? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can send okay, you the yeah. link to our to our Thank site you. and or um yeah, that'd be great. That yeah, that, send, that'd send, be wonderful. Email us that and we'll 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 do that. Yeah, Appreciate I want to say thank you guys both for uh, uh, coming and uh, spending some time with us. It's absolutely fantastic. And I also wanted to say that his advice there is uh, grounded in he's got experience. He's done it with the big leagues. So that's yep. good advice. It's solid. It's not <laughs> It's you. not just a good idea that's got some backing to it. And that's good <laughs> Thank you. So what I'm going to do now is I'll uh, I'll bounce uh, both uh, both of you out. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close up the show. But if you want to, please stay uh, please stay behind. We'll say a yeah, few nice do. things about you, and then we'll uh, we'll chit chat once we run the uh, the uh, outro. Thank you. Thank you, awesome. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. You. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was cool, huh? That was, that was awesome. Another great show. Another great show. Brought to you by Team Voice Bark. So one of the things I wasn't, I didn't mention towards the beginning was our sponsor, Ben. If you can, make sure I have the right hand here, and it's in frame. There we go. Dabble Lab. So Dabble for all of your uh, voice developer tutorials. If you're an aspiring voice developer, go ahead and check their channel out. They're going to have tons of good informational uh, stuff for you, videos, examples, so on and so forth. So give Dabble Lab a try. And with that being said, wait, wait, yep. uh, Ben, I don't know if he uh, actually asked a question, but it does kind of sound like he was hinting at a suggestion. Yeah, to, I think it was. Uh, I, yeah. I think I and I also kind of went to this like, can we all just get along? That's a question, right? <laughs> he's, he's saying we can and it works really well. It really does. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't agree more. So we'll have to like kind of truncate that to 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 more or less and get that in we got to get those tweets out i think i'm going to do this in the next week while we have some time away on the holiday and uh pick a time so everyone can chime in on on twitter and we'll we'll go at it with uh with our hashtag and uh get the get all the questions out from our guests for the past few weeks uh because they've been we've had some really good ones and really really great discussions along the way too yeah. well you know what they, he stuff. did mention that they have they don't have a name for their uh uh, character yet for their logo. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that might be like a, a a second question. I think that needs to get in there too. Maybe. Yeah. All right, guys. Like Submit your suggestions here at hashtag Voice Smart. No. Voice yeah. Something. Yeah. Voice Smart. All right. Cool. Are you, guys, <laughs> you guys good for the outro? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's everybody. Do it.